Welcome back to part two of this chat with Marcus Dunn, digital marketer and SEO specialist. Let's dive in. So question for you now that we're talking about SEO and blogs. Does anyone read blogs anymore? Do you read blogs? Yes, I do. Heaps do you, of blogs. Do you read them from top to bottom? Yeah, I do. Do you? In oh, one I do. sitting? In one sitting, absolutely. Yes, okay. I do. Well, you're probably one of the only ones. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> We're in this era of no attention span and I'm as guilty of it as anyone else. We skim. Everything we read, we skim. And it's kind of sad because I get really phased when people tell me they read novels but they sort of like – they're scanning it. You know, some people just like skim. I like to read every line meticulously. If I haven't understood the sentence, I'm rereading it to the point it's getting anal. But we just we just don't skim content. We mm. just we've got these little attention spans and we just don't have time because something else is vying for our attention. We if we're reading an article on the newspaper website, we're thinking, I'm gonna check Instagram, I'm gonna check my email, you know, go back to the article, and back to Instagram again. And we're not reading anything. And I, I try and read stuff. Like I try and read stuff from top to bottom, knowing that we don't do it. But I don't. I still skim it. And what I generally do, and this is, this is one of the, the core principles of, of on-page optimization with SEO, is I'll skim the headings. I'll look at the title if it interests me. That's, you know, that's what's grabbed me. I'll look at the image. I'll read the first heading, second heading, third heading if I like it have a little look at the summary and then I'll read from the top and I'll start to read down the interesting sections. And then I'm out of there. That's probably about 15 seconds. <laughs> wow. But, but yeah, I think it's, we are reading blogs, but I just think we just, we're not reading them from top to bottom. We, we just skimming them. Yeah. And I think this is me showing my age and also my degree coming to play here, which is that I was made to read freaking white papers that were yep. 90 pages long. And it's a bit of a fitness that I think younger people today have lost is the long form reading. But I do have a top tip for this that I love. I've discovered this app called Instapaper and you can pick any blog or article off the internet and you use an extension with Instapaper and then you open the Instapaper app and you can read it in a distraction-free environment. No ads. You can have like really good contrast between the text and the background so that you're reading it almost like off a Kindle. And yeah. as a result, I find that I can actually get through an entire blog post, read it properly because it, it's almost like reading a that's, novel. That's exactly right? why I use a Kindle. Yeah, right. Same reason. It's a, it's a device designed to be a book. You've got mm. it. You're not looking at the internet on it. You're not looking at anything else. You're just reading a book. I think yeah. it's really important. All right. So why are we still writing blogs if people aren't reading blogs, Marcus? <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is the thing. Like, blogs are a really intricate part of the website, and they're really important. We're definitely reading them. Otherwise, the internet wouldn't be awash with search volume, with search traffic attached to every conceivable keyword. We're doing research on blogs. We're getting information from them. We're getting navigational advice from them. More often than not, we're looking to answer a question with the blog. So we're doing a search, ending up on a blog page, reading a paragraph that covers it, then leaving. And that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Thing is with blogs though, is there's a lot of different ways that they benefit you, like your website. 
first and foremost is because I don't believe anyone is actually coming to your website, yours included, and then clicking on blog. That's a reason why it's a, a common design principle to put the blog down in the footer. You're not wanting people into those articles. People are coming to those directly from Google. People, they're not necessarily clicking on your blog to read it. What they're generally doing is they're finding it via search traffic. So they're searching for, you know, what is campaign marketing? And then they're ending up on your page and then they they like what they see and then they'll go and enroll in your course. So, you know, mission success. Blogs are a fantastic source of traffic for your website. So every single blog page, and a lot of people don't realize this, but every single page on your website is running its own race from an SEO point of view. Your homepage, your blog articles, your service pages, all of them, when properly optimized, can rank independently for different search terms. So one, it's bringing in a heap of traffic. Two, from a, a Google point of view, you're establishing expertise, authority, and trustworthiness through things like your blog. That acronym, EAT, is something that's really important from an SEO point of view. It's basically Google assessing your site for a whole range of different reasons, everything from the quality of the content, the quality of the design, whether it is author profiles, whether you've got addresses on the site. Just It's just assessing whether or not you're legitimate. And if you've got a whole lot of blog posts about campaign marketing or marketing-related topics, Google's going to associate campaign marketing or marketing with your site, and then you're going to have a lot easier time ranking for it. If you go and write a really good article on phishing and put it on your article on your blog now, you know, it might rank in the short term if it's properly optimized, but it's not going to hold ranking in the long term because it's just not irrelevant. It's not relevant to your website. In Google's eyes, establishing yourself as an authority in an area is really advantageous. And then the, the final thing is that it's just a signal that you've got a an active, up-to-date website. If I come to your site and I look at your blog section, like your service pages and your homepage, there's a lot of content on there, but it's limited. If I want to sort of see if you're legitimate, I'm going to go and look at your, your blog to see if it's updated, see when the last time that blog was actually updated. And it's the same concept between what, do you, what happens if you go look at an Instagram profile with 100 followers or one that's got 4,000, who you're probably more likely to do business with? Probably the 4,000. It's just it establishes trust with potential customers. So it's, there's just all these different bonuses to actually having it. Whether people are actually reading it or not, who cares? As long as they're going and buying your product in the end. Or We've changed a lot in, over the years where blogging used to be an interest thing. You know, people would blog. I used to actively blog for years before I knew SEO, and I really regret the amount of traffic that I've let go of because of that. But blogging used to be sort of more of an interest, like an online kind of journal, and then it became a genuine source of income where people are profiting from the other way people are profiting from it from really high traffic is they're putting ads on their site. So you're getting really good revenue from, from ads when you're getting high volume on your, your website, or you're actually getting affiliate income. People might be clicking on your actual links and then you're getting a small commission. I do that on the side and it's, it could be a really good source of passive income once all the hard work for a long time has been put into place. But so there's a, there's a lot of benefits to it, but whether or not people are actually reading the content from top to bottom, I don't think so. See, ladies and gentlemen, do you see why he is my <laughs> SEO consultant? Because he makes it sound like achievable and logical and you're honestly the first person I've ever met who has been able to explain this to me in a way that I can wrap my head around. So um, that was incredible. That was so, so, so good. Got Marketing is brought to you by Campaign Del Mar. 
a marketing education platform for entrepreneurs. Master the fundamentals of marketing, nail your email marketing strategy, or join my signature program, Campaign Classroom, and learn how to create killer marketing campaigns. These are not the kind of online programs where you are left floundering, unsure how to put theory into practice. Nor will these programs sit unfinished for months. You can expect accountability, a supportive community, and to walk away with practical, real-world marketing skills. Learn more at campaigndelmar.com. Can you tell me what the acronym stands for, the EAT? EAT, Expertise, Authority, and Trustworthiness. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm hearing there, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that while humans don't necessarily read blogs, Google reads blogs. Yeah, well, humans do read blogs, but, I mean, a really good example of this is the quality of the writing. Mm. SEO advice anywhere, anywhere you read SEO advice tells you to optimize for user experience. So you're wanting to create a really good article that's genuinely informative for the user. Case in point is some of the articles you've written for Medium, for example. They're legitimate, really well-written articles, good writing, but then you've got the internet full of content that's written for, it's not written for good quality content, it's written for the backlink and it's written to get traffic. I know this is something you're really passionate about, the quality of writing, and you know, I really think that there has to come a turning point where we come back towards crafting good, good words rather than just using them to get traffic. It's, it has to get a breaking point somewhere. I don't know, mate. I think we're fighting a losing battle. That Neil Patel guy that I just mentioned who became famous with his blogs, he has, wait for it, 2,000 podcast episodes all 10 minutes or less. I mean, I'm sorry, what topic can we explore in 10 minutes and do it justice? And having read quite a few of his blogs, I know that this is purely a ranking move. Oh, but he's He's got a grand master plan, Neil Patel. I, I don't give him, I don't know, he, he certainly knows what he's talking about, but he's he's one of these bait and switch marketers, I reckon. Mm-hmm. He's, he's come out with with a competing SEO tool called Ubersuggest. I'm not sure if you've used that before, Mm-mm. where initially it was completely free. And then he said, it's going to be free forever. And then surprise, surprise, <laughs> high cost from popularity. Suddenly it's got a subscription. Suddenly you can't get any data from it without signing in with your Google account, which then also wants access to your Google search console data from your website. What? So you'll get about maybe... 10 results, which are wildly different from other tools that I've seen as well. And his podcast episodes, everything, it's informative. He certainly gives a lot of good information, but everything is selling his business, NP Digital or whatever it's called. And I forget the name of one of his sub-businesses. He knows what he's doing. He's he's very well established, but it's, yeah. The whole Uber suggesting left a real bitter taste in my mouth because that was, yeah. Well, I saw straight through the 2010 minute episodes which is almost gaming the podcast that's a lot that's a lot of episodes it's a lot of episodes but it's like when you subscribe so you've subscribed to this podcast any new episode you automatically download right and so the more episodes I publish the more downloads I get it's a really simple numbers game so for him having 2,000 episodes he's actually got the top marketing podcast in Australia 
But it's, I mean. Absolutely gaming the system. Yeah, I would argue that there are better marketing podcasts in Australia, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. But um, (laughs) it's very much a I want to chart on Apple charts and this is a way to do it, which, yeah, is. So anyway, we digress. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I shared this little mini rant on LinkedIn only a few days ago about how I actually think that content marketing today is more about quantity than it is about quality. You know, I wrote a Medium article last week that was published by a leading Medium publication, Entrepreneur's Handbook. It was a thousand word article, took me a week to write, and then I had it proofed by an editor. And then it's done well-ish, I guess. And then I look at people who are absolutely killing it on Medium and then best advice is to publish five Medium articles a week. I mean, it's a thousand word article. I can't pump out five in a week. Like, what am I going to talk about? Yeah, it's really sad that this is where we've gotten to. You know, social media platforms almost expect that you post daily, even LinkedIn, definitely Instagram. Podcast episodes now are weekly. It used to be that you could launch a podcast episode each month and you were fine, but now, no, Neil Patel's of the world. It's it's every single week a new podcast episode, five medium articles a week. I mean, the thing that I've taken out of this as a marketer is that it's never been more important to choose wisely and to limit the amount of channels that you are on because to a certain degree, you know, you can play your own game and run your own race, but you are going to have to work in with some of the, the algorithms that exist. And so where I've gotten to is that you pick one primary social media channel, one secondary social media channel, because you should never put your eggs in one basket. And that's it. Like, that's it. <laughs> but but create a profile on all the other ones and have a link back to your website. Yes. And that's Important. exactly, yeah. <laughs> if you can cross-purpose your content easily on different channels, that's good. But everything should be pointing back to your website. Your website, you own, owned channel. Totally. However, cross-posting now is no longer a thing, really. LinkedIn has its own image size. And if you share an image that's not optimized for LinkedIn, then it's going to get, you know, sort of downgraded by the algorithm. Instagram reels are that 16 by nine format now, which. It's probably more though, if you write like a really good blog post, take a chunk from it, put it on LinkedIn. Definitely. Condense it, put it on Instagram. Definitely. It's much easier to repurpose your own content than it is to actually just craft it from scratch. So, you know, you do this, you know, it's just get more mileage out of your content rather than actually, you know, creating a brand new one for Instagram, brand new one for LinkedIn on the same topic. Yeah. But to do that, don't write posts, write blogs, write articles, write meaty, meaty. Start with the blog. Yeah. Start with the hero content and break that down into Instagram posts because it's very hard to take a post that performed well on Instagram and repurpose it for LinkedIn. One explanation behind the the content, like the, the quantity of content is that getting back to fishing again, it's it's like putting fishing lines out. You never know which ones are actually going to get a bite. The more mm. lines you've got out there, the more opportunity you've got for getting a bite. Blog posts, you never know which ones are going to rank and for how much because a typical blog post will rank for a whole range of search terms and you never know which ones are actually sort of going to really really hit it off and get a traffic spike it's the same with reels you know you could create 10 reels in a week one of them will just go through the roof 
the other ones mediocre. It's mm. You just don't know until you create them. And with blog posts, when you're monitoring the traffic, if you've created 20 blog posts, there's far more opportunity to rank highly on them than say if you've just done five. Mm. So it is important, but you know, it's if you're doing 2,000 10-minute episodes, that's next level. It is actually gaming the system, as you say. Yeah, okay. So maybe it's a Goldilocks, like, you know, not try to get it perfect, get it to the 80% solution and move on so that you have, like you said, more lines in the water. You know, the blog about fishing, that might not be the most ridiculous suggestion ever for me because one of my favorite sayings in the whole world is teach a woman to fish and she'll eat for a lifetime, give her a fish and she'll eat for a day. Like that's my entire philosophy to marketing education. So let's end on that when do you think brands should upskill and when do you think brands should outsource i think you need to upskill enough so you have an understanding of what you need and what the resources are and if you can afford it start to outsource because there's just there are every aspect of every channel is complicated none of them are really rocket science seo is not rocket science it's but it's complicated and it's constantly changing just like social media is constantly changing Email marketing is constantly changing. Are you going to go out and actually spend a couple of months to really upskill an SEO or are you going to get some outside advice? But before you go and get some outside advice, get some knowledge so you know, you know, it's not like you're, it's like me taking the car to the mechanic. I don't know what the hell they're saying. I'm just trying to suss them out based on the urgency in, in what they're saying, but I'm, I don't have any mechanic skills. I kind of need to pay a mechanical consultant. You know, everyone's got that family member that's a mechanic that uh, offers advice. So it's, I mean, go out and get your own your no, own knowledge so you know what you need, then determine. I completely agree. I say this all the time, know enough to be dangerous, you know? Absolutely. And also know enough to be a really good client. I, what I find these days is that a lot of small businesses almost want to outsource the thinking to the third-party supplier. They're just like, look, I don't actually know what I want. I just need you to go away and do it. And they're like, okay, (laughs) what do you mean? They're like, well, I don't know how Facebook ads work. So you just go and run some Facebook ads for me. And then of course they come back and they're like, what are these? These are terrible. This is not what I wanted. And it's like, well, you didn't tell me what you wanted. And so we need to understand basic principles so that we can steer the strategy so that we can say, actually, this is what we want. This is what we don't want. We're expecting this. We're not expecting this. And to understand how long things take, you know, I used to run a marketing agency for seven years and the amount of clients that would say to me, I don't want to know how it's done. I just want it done. Go and do it. And then the invoice would get sent and be like, why did you spend two and a half hours writing an e-newsletter? That's ridiculous. That's a waste of time. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like two and a half hours to write an e-newsletter is a phenomenally like, a really good return on investment for me at Campaign Delmar, like a huge return on investment. But they don't understand that because they don't understand the basic fundamentals of, of marketing. I think this is why SEO agencies have got such a bad name for ripping people off, high retainers for no actual work. They're doing work, but no one understands what they're actually doing and they can easily take advantage of that because people are just, just do my SEO, it's two grand a month. You have to understand what the fundamentals are. It's critical. Totally. So true. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure, Marcus. I'm going to put um, your social media handles in the show notes. And is there any final thoughts you wanted to leave people with today? 
No, look, it's just a case of, you know, don't be scared of SEO. Don't be scared of blogging. Don't be phased thinking no one's reading your blogging. There's lots of benefits to it. Lots and lots of benefits. Get some basic on-page optimization on it. Put some keywords in your headings, but that you know, that's another story going down the optimization path. But yeah, keep blogging. It's like, and focus on turning it around, writing good content. That's great advice. Do you know what we've done? We like to take big problems and break them into smaller problems. Like this is sort of the way that we've tackled everything at Campaign Del Mar. And so what we did was we wrote one really good blog post. We got you to check it. You helped us optimize it. And now it is the template for all the other blog posts. And it's like, all right, great. So do you see what we did there? This is this is what we need to do every other time. But at least we have one now, learning by doing, that we go, great, this is the benchmark. I wouldn't do that for every blog post, but I would certainly be writing your, your very important ones, putting a lot more effort into them, making them longer, better quality, because that will pay off. I actually linked you a really good example from Brian Dean, who ran Backlinko before it recently sold. Mm-hmm. He writes really good, really in-depth blog posts and they pay off in spades. The only way he promotes them, funnily enough, that I've seen is email marketing. He'll mm. email about them. But it's a really good example of a really high-quality blog post. It is worth spending the time, not on all of them, but on some of them because they will be like the cornerstone content on your website. Amazing. All right. I'm going to put that link, promote your blog article from Backlinko into yeah. the show notes. Love his posts. Yep. Great. It was such a pleasure and thank I you. wish you the best of luck with your new job. Yeah, thank I'm you. super annoyed that you will not be helping <laughs> us with our search engine optimization anymore. I'm still but around. Yes, at least we're friends. And so Absolutely. That, that friendship doesn't have to end even though... absolutely (laughs) all right thank you so much marcus thanks mia thank you you listened right up until the end so why not hit that subscribe button and keep the good marketing rolling podcast reviews are like warm hugs and they're also the best way to support a small business you can connect with me mia fileman on instagram or linkedin And feel free to send me a message. I'm super friendly.